What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. I'm your host, Miki, and let's jump right into it. So this week, you know, um, I'm going to talk about college football because we're in the middle of it, and I love it, and it's one of the best parts of life ever. So first thing that I want to touch on is Auburn. We play LSU. This is our second SEC comp game and we should have lost the first one against Missouri. That was a shit show. Missouri definitely should have won. They just, they beat themselves, honestly. Um, Here we go with LSU, and they are a huge rival, a team that we play every year, and it's usually a good one, but we already know that Auburn is a shit show dumpster fire right now, and at this point, I'm just looking forward to cleaning house. If my coach gets fired, he gets, what, like 15 mil? College football is, and I'm sure there are probably other areas, but is one of the only things and the first thing that comes to mind when I think about becoming a millionaire by getting fired. Like, who wouldn't sign up to become a millionaire by getting fired? And at this point, I don't know if he's sabotaging my team or if he's really like, I'm trying my best and his best it sucks for this conference. Let's just be for real. Like you can be a great coach and still not a good fit for this conference, um, for this school, all of the above. Like this is not a game. Like in other states and other areas, like football is like a leisure. It's enjoyment down here. It is life. It is leisure and enjoyment. You have to be good at recruiting. He sucks at recruiting. I, I could, I could go on and on. I'm, you know, blasting my team every single week and I still love them to death and it's not the player's fault. Well, at least the ones who are putting in effort to catch the ball, throwing the ball. Oh, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. My line, my O-line is trash. I should not have so many quarterbacks hurt. If that is not a telltale sign of how trash the line is, I don't know what is besides what we see with our own eyes. Anyways, we play LSU. It's supposed to be under the lights. I know it's going to be a blowout. Um, Maybe my coach will get fired this week. I don't really know. And I know for people listening, you're like, oh, my God, are you wishing him to lose this job? He can go somewhere else and coach some coach another team and he's gonna walk away a millionaire he won't be trust guys he won't be too sad and woe is me he'll be like bye go coach in an easier league coach an easier team and walk away a millionaire so let's let's be for real I'm just ready to clean house and be done uh like I said I love my team but we suck yeah, either way I wear my gear no matter what worry you guys uh I want to win <laughs> and that's just what it is. I want to win. We're a very competitive school. We're in a competitive conference, as I always say. And it's just a fact, you know, SEC bias. I know for my listeners who listen to other states, like, oh, oh, my God, girl. No. But I mean, it's the truth. <laughs> it really is the truth. And like I said, he's going to walk away a millionaire. So it doesn't even matter. And that's why I really don't stress too, too much because they're going to fix the problem, whether it's the boosters, whether it's other people, the higher ups, they're going to fix this problem. At this point, it's just a matter of time. And like I said, no disrespect to the players and staff that actually show up and give their best. Thank you guys so, so much. But I'm definitely over my coach and his lack thereof leadership. I'm just, I'm over him altogether. All right. I hopefully he has success for another school somewhere else far, 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 far far, far away from the plains and from the south 
because he sucks at recruiting, period. And this is an area where if you suck at recruiting, you're not just competing with teams um, in one state. You're competing with teams to the left of you, to the right of you, uh, on top of you probably, a little beneath you. Like, this is not a game, and they bring out their best. And the fact that we're going to have Texas and Oklahoma joining soon, like, you got to come with it. You got to come with it and be ready. And I mean, I already know, like, it's hard to find a coach that's good for the conference. And it's definitely hard to find a coach that's good for my team, specifically because we have a huge booster problem, <clears throat> allegedly, you know. So, yeah, it's just a shit show. I'm ready to for it all to crash and burn. And this is no longer a rebuilding year. This is a burn it all down and start from the beginning. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Another thing that I want to touch on is that fall is definitely here. I'm super excited for the colder weather. I've been enjoying these cool morning breezes and sometimes evening chills. I've definitely been enjoying that. I have been enjoying for the moments when I have to sit in my car, not dying of sweat and being drenched in sweat because it's so hot. Um, and I'm just excited for the clothes, the boots, the perfume, the cologne, the sweaters, everything. I just, I'm, I'm excited. The vibes, the comfy feeling of the season. Oh, the men are going to be in their boots and their colognes. You know, when it's hot, everybody's pretty much naked, but when it's cold, girls and boys, we get to, you know, get dressed up and get cute. And although that is annoying to me, like you'll see me dressed down more than dressed up usually. It's still fun every once in a while, I think. And um, I'm excited to see the man that I am, <laughs> that I am. But fall is amazing. Winter is even better. I'm always cold, but the cold weather is my favorite, surprisingly, right? <laughs> okay, guys, now the first topic that I want to talk about in this week's episode is people being jealous of the way I love my best friends. And honestly, I've had this problem since... I was young and where I was able to old enough to recognize like, oh, this is what this is. And I just have to say that I love hard and I'm really loyal. If you're in my inner circle, you know it and you don't have to question it. If for some reason you need reassurance, then I'll let it be known with no problem. I've had male and female best friends that people would say, but they get this, or how come you seem like you love them more? Or she says you're her best friend, what about the rest of us? Or she's territorial. <laughs> Listen, I'll address these points. Number one, I do love them more. They're my best friends. Duh. <laughs> Two, she says you're her best friend. Uh, duh. That's the title. That's what it is. What about you? What do you mean, what about you? To answer your question, it's not. It's not about you, just in case that needed to be said. Three, the statement, she's territorial. Let's be clear. People are lucky that they have experienced me in my older age and with me actually attempting to be nice to people. Okay. And even being nice to people who I may not think deserve it. And who the fuck am I? Right. Who am I to, you know, really determine what somebody deserves and does not deserve? And to people who may not reciprocate it back. Lucky. If it was elementary or middle school, 
I give I honestly give you the point, you know, I give you that. It was a well-known fact of who was best friends with who back in those days. And it was no question about it, nor was it any shame and wanting to acknowledge that this is my best friend, you know, like it was, it was no shame around it. However, the older I got, the more relaxed I got. And trust, I relax so much about it. I let people get away with bloody murder that would have flamed me up back in the day. Let's be for real. Some of the shit I let slide, I still find highly, highly disrespectful. You're just lucky for my growth and for the fact that I let it slide. Hear me clearly when I say, (laughs) I don't care at all about people being mad about it. I really don't give two shits. And honestly, find friends that will love you back properly and pour back that same energy into you. Don't be mad because I love my friends well. They deserve it. And if they were a best friend in another season of my life in the past, they deserved it, you know, during that time, right? And people being jealous for other people being loved well is crazy. Like, get out of here or jealous because your circle doesn't pour into you the way you need it. Sounds like a personal problem to me. Fix your circle. And if you want to stay mad or keep talking shit, be my guest. You want to keep watching hard? Be my guest. Take it all in, baby. Eat it up and choke on it for all I care. Shout out to my people, man. I shall keep loving y'all hard and caring the way that I do. Second thing that I want to talk about is finding out more details on the timeline of the Chloe and Tristan second baby thing. So um, the second season of The Kardashians of the Hulu show is out and I've actually been enjoying it. It's a little different from Keeping Up, but it's kind of like some of the other documentary styles, reality shows that I already kind of watch. So that's the kind of style it's flowing on. But anyways, back to the timeline Uh, That episode, it was the season premiere episode of season two, and it was really emotional to watch. When she breaks down how blindsided she was, my heart broke for her. When you see Kim's um, reaction, you can hear Kim saying, if this isn't the biggest sign to not have another child with him. And at that point, um, Chloe had told them that they had, you know, implanted the egg and the surrogate and was trying that process. So nobody knew and this was oh when you think of the 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 timeline and the details to it it's really just it's it's devastating it was really really sad to watch and then you see chloe has to break the news and it's like oops well by the way a few days ago we implanted our surrogate and i just think that's so fucked up chloe was explaining how he kept pushing for them to start trying to have another kid before a certain time and now it all makes sense why this family is nowhere near perfect they've done a lot of things as we all have but it broke my heart watching chloe just you know describe that whole experience or watch the joy being taken away from her about enjoying her second child like she already had her first child early and the end of her pregnancy was snatched from her. And now the beginning of this pregnancy was, even though she wasn't caring, the surrogacy is already something different and scary. And now this experience is tainted because of him and it's snatched from you even earlier than 
your first child. So it was just ugh, really devastating. Tristan Thompson, ill, ill, sir, ill. And I know I'm not the only one, and I don't even care if I was the only one who felt that way, but ill. That's all I got for you. And don't hit me when he's in his 20s or he just turned 30. I don't even know how old he is, but he's a grown-ass man and he knows what he's doing and it's a choice at this point. And all I got to say is, ill, ill, okay? <laughs> so like I was saying, it was just really, you know, heartbreaking to watch and just thinking like, damn, this is a person who wants a baby and wants to be excited and it's ripped from her every single time. I know so many people are probably thinking she should have been left. And I mean, let's be for real. How many times have we personally, or we know someone that should have been left and didn't, and we can't determine that for someone else. They have to be tired of being tired. What I've learned is all humans have their level of what they're willing to put up with, even stuff they may be embarrassed to say. But when a person is truly ready to be done, you'll know it. The actions and the words will align. No question about it. And I've also learned you can't be more mad than them about their own situation. Like if they're good with the trauma of the person, you're still mad and they're back in love and happy. You have to let people do them and live their lives. My new thing is I can't care more than you especially about a situation that's yours and not mine. And I don't mean that just for celebrity gossip. I mean that for people in my personal life too. Even more so for the people in my personal life because it becomes personal somewhat to me. And it's easy for me to want to protect them from the pain, but you can't always do that. And sometimes that's one of the hardest things to realize. At least it was for me. But once I did, it freed me in so many areas you can still love them, but they have to want better for themselves too. And they may love it there. So let them enjoy it. The next thing that I wanted to talk about was how close the Kardashians are. Their family is a lot of things, as I said earlier, but they are close and they are loyal to each other. What they have as a family truly is a gift. And a lot of people don't have that. I don't have that right? I admire their closeness, especially coming from a family that is so estranged at so many different levels at that. And then dealing with the pressure of having that close feeling to the ones you actually like, I struggle to find the balance of showing up for them while still being me. Sometimes people want the closeness and love to look a specific way. And when it doesn't, people love to scream, you don't love them or don't care. And when they're upset, they'll quickly remind you that you seem like you care for others more. You're not showing up enough for them. Sometimes I just feel like it's a never ending battle and a lose lose situation, honestly. Estrangement is normal to me. Being super close to family, not so much, besides a few. And even with the few, it's hard to please their expectations because I don't feel the need to see or do certain things like others may like. And I'm really the person with friends or family. I don't need to see you every day or check in, but like, I love you (laughs) and will always be here whenever you need me. Call anytime, text anytime. Like my true people know they can do that. Everybody else has to know. That's a no, but my people, they already know. And sometimes that's not always good enough. So I find myself showing up in ways that make them happy, but make me feel empty or not authentic to myself. And they may see me do or show up for others in different ways and think you enjoy doing it for them more. 
And that's not necessarily the case. I would enjoy doing it for them too if their expectations weren't so high or we could find a balance with what makes everyone happy or at least get as close to that as possible. I've never had the feeling of jumping for joy when I see family. Didn't want to run a grandma's house or play with cousins. That's not my normal. And people forget or don't acknowledge what it actually looks like to me and has been for these last 20-something years. And don't get me wrong, it's not going to magically start, and it's not going to magically start with happening with other family members just because they're here. I would have to learn that. Please do not get me wrong. It's not that I'm not willing. I definitely am, and I am trying, but give me time. And give me grace to find something that's true to my soul and not just pleasing people's expectations. Because if I'm constantly pleasing people, I'm only serving them and not God. And I've been put here to serve God. Yes, he will have me serve people as well, but it's his will and not the person's desires. The more you hear, you just don't do this or you're just not like that. The more I don't want to do anything at all and to say fuck it all. It's very disheartening and discouraging when people don't know how hard you're trying and it's still not appreciated or when they feel some type of way, their words quickly flip. And I get that some people have a desire to be close to family, but I've never even had that. Not with grandparents, siblings, cousins, etc. I've just always accepted whatever was there and let it grow into whatever it was supposed to be naturally. Forcing it too soon or too much to me kills whatever could have been but the episode overall showed what having a strong and loyal family would look like they have their faults but they stick together and they are there for each other in all the moments that is a blessing nevertheless god always sends you who and what you need and for that i'm forever grateful so if you come from a family like me that's possibly estranged estranged or something or you're just not as close or maybe you were at one point and you've become estranged Um, don't feel guilty because you're not alone and it happens to other family members. And if you come from a family where you're, you enjoy your cousins and you know, you can imagine not going to grandma's house or grandpa's house or vice versa. Um, if you and your cousins grew up like siblings and stuff, don't take that for granted. Like that is a blessing. The fact that you have family that you enjoy, the fact that you have family that allows you to love them at your level, you know, um, That is definitely a blessing that should not be taken for granted. And remember that God always gives us supplication in the areas that we need. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about is I answered a question on the episode titled, Ask Me Anything, Babe. Go take a listen if you haven't. It's a great one. But the question, one of the questions were, what keeps you going? And I talked about how when I was depressed, I didn't really know why. And I said I had no choice because God kept waking me up. And PD, Pastor Darius Daniels from Change Church, love, love, love him. Check him out. He touched on purpose. Um, He has a book that's out now called Your Purpose is Calling. I can't wait to get mine and read it. I read the first two chapters that he shared on his website. um, And it was amazing. It was 
it blessed me just from the first two chapters alone. So I already know the whole book is going to bless my whole entire life. So uh, check it out, guys. I would highly recommend it. And yes, I would recommend it even without reading the whole book yet. I trust PD, his all that is over his life when it comes to teaching and other things and preaching. It's just something else. And if you're struggling with finding your purpose, as I know so many of us usually are, um, no matter the age or the generation that you come from, this can help you find some direction. But he's also teaching on the topic of purpose in his church currently, and he was breaking down the reasoning for purpose and the protection that God places over us. I had a thought during my rewatch, and I thought of this particular question and the response that I gave to it in that episode. And then I said, that's the true answer to my question. God kept waking me up because he wasn't finished with me yet. And I haven't fulfilled my purpose. And honestly, that's a duh. Deep down, I knew that somewhere deep in my spirit, but sometimes it feels good to remember and to reflect. There is such an importance on all of us, no matter whether it's something for something spiritually or just to give yourself a break or remember something good you did or remember how far you've come in life, it's always good to reflect. Or when we're in seasons when we are high up, let's remember that these are things that we prayed for, that we worked for and different things. And I mean, even if you don't pray for it, God's hand was on it. You know, sometimes we're blessed and not even sometimes, a lot of times we're blessed with the things we didn't even open our mouths to even say, God, this is us. And then how much more special is it when he blesses us with the things that we did say, God, can I have when our desires match up with his, right? So reflection is just, it's a good thing all the way around to remember where you came from, to reflect on when you wanted these moments to happen, or to remember good moments in your bad season and be like, hey, the sun will come again. It will not be raining the whole time. Reflection, remembering and reflection is highly, highly and very important. And you can get so caught up in what we see with our human eyes and getting stuck in the day-to-day routine. And depending on the season you're in, we speak with our tongue and our words may not be the most encouraging or they may not be speaking life. And it blocks us to forget a truth we already know. And that's why God says, read my word over and over and constantly stay in my presence. But when we're distracted, we can't feel or recognize God's peace. We can't feel or see him at times. We forget the things he's already said that were true that we already know, right? We forget those basic things. And then we get mad at him or others or ourselves or the world. But sometimes it's us blocking us. Luckily, he's always there for us to come back to him. No judgment, no condemnation. Just like a proud father, trusted friend and confidant. God says, I'm here and never left you. I was waiting on you, my child. He fills us up and it overflows. And my God, am I so grateful for the moments of overflow, overflow, overflow. Even when I'm not overflowing, even when he just fills me up enough and I'm like, okay, you know, like, mm, that was good. You know, like this fills my spirit. Like when you eat some good food or you're dying of thirst and you get something that's good, or maybe you've been drinking a whole lot of water and you want something with some flavor that first touched a flavor on your tongue, That's what it kind of puts me in the mindset of when God fills me up 
And listen, God says I'm here and I have never left you and I will never leave you. I was waiting on you, my child. He fills us up, like I said, and it definitely overflows. Something that I'm trying to be intentional about implementing in my daily life is letting people see his light before they see me and bringing a piece of heaven down to earth. We can do that. It's something we've all been called to do. All of it doesn't have to be bad on earth, although nothing compares to the peace, joy, and splendor of heaven. What a loving father God is that we get to enjoy some of it right now. Before we close out, we had a lot of moments, you know, sometimes I record a little early guys. So remember if it's a little off in the timeline, but we had a lot of moments that happened this past week. Pastor Mike is back at TC Nation after his sabbatical. We were excited to have Pastor Mike back, although all the other pastors were holding it down and Pastor Charles, you were killing it. Um, PD is still preaching the hell out of his um series as discussing purpose and again if you haven't gotten his book go check it out i would also recommend relation relational intelligence i know i talked about that on they ask me anything babe too like on some books that i suggest that's also a really good one and that teaches you how to deal with people whether you believe in god or not like i think it applies to any and everybody on just how to deal with people in your life how to categorize them in the right area and how to deal with them, whether they are an assignment, whether they are supposed to be like, you know, and a friend and associate and so forth and so on. But he's been teaching on purpose. That's been really good. But the moment that just touched my heart on a whole nother level was uh, Sarah, well, T.D. Jakes had his Woman There Ought Loose conference. And I, if I'm getting these details wrong, I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to mess this up, but long story short, he had that conference. It was the ending of a conference of that particular conference. His daughter, Sarah Jake Roberts, pastor Sarah Jake Roberts, let me put some respect in her name, has her own conference called Women's Evolve. And she's been doing it for a minute. And it basically was the transition of power from T.D. Jakes to Pastor Sarah Jake Roberts. And the words, I wish I could just play the video. And if the video was an episode itself, that would bless (laughs) all of us. Because the way he spoke to his daughter, the way he spoke life into her, the way he said that if any of you ever needed a father to acknowledge you and to um, confirm your abilities and just affirm you as a person this is for you he spoke directly to her and then he spoke to the rest of us of those who may not have experienced it and I thought wow that 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 is what you need in this life you know you need like it's so important for girls and boys to have both parents and for both parents to speak life into their children because the power that is behind that my goodness the power and the courage and the strength and the just mm, I know she felt to be to hear that from her father like I'm proud of you you got this and if I'm passing the torch to anybody it's going to be you and he made sure he was clear that no nepotism no favoritism is playing a role because he respects God too much to play with, you know, anointing her with the oil to pass the baton. It doesn't matter his child or not. He could have found somebody else. He would have been obedient to God to give it to somebody else, even if it was outside of the family. But 
it's it's a lot. You have to see the introduction speech that she gave at the beginning of the Woman That Aren't Loose conference to introduce her dad, Bishop T.D. Jakes, and just see it come full circle of him anointing her in the last one. And women, we are loose. And now it is time for us to evolve. And it's just such a, I've been hearing this a lot lately, but I've also been seeing it with my own eyes, not just in the spiritual sense, but women, we are we're doing the damn thing. And I know it may not feel like it, or it may seem like we're being challenged at every level and every step, but we are doing the damn thing. And this is our time and this is our season. And I just want to encourage all women that um, this is our time to shine. Not that we haven't been shining in other areas. And shout out to the the villages and the people that support us and allow us to shine no matter the time, the season, the era, the generation. You know what I mean? Thank you for acknowledging our power and just the gifts that God have put in us. But this is this is our season. This is our time. We're killing it politically. We're killing it spiritually. We're killing it in our homes. We're killing it in the workplace. Like before COVID, women were, I think, I think, don't quote me on this, but they we may have had a higher percentage of us in the workforce than men. But either way, we had to come home and we had to hold it down for the families and for the women that are doing both. Hats off to you. Even if you're not doing both, hats off to you. I just want to encourage the women, like, let's get it. Let's get it. This is our time. If you need a word of encouragement, I would just type into YouTube, like Sarah Jakes Roberts. Um, I'm sure people have plenty of videos of her getting the oil poured on her. It was such a powerful life-changing experience, even if you're not a female, to just see a, a person put so much respect on another person, but a father acknowledge his daughter and affirm her in that way, my goodness. And remember, if you don't have it, that can be a, suppl- a supplication of, you know, hearing it, you know, if you need it to hear it. it. It blessed me. It definitely, definitely blessed me. And I would highly encourage anybody who's never had that from a parent or never had that from a father to hear T.D. Jakes give it to his daughter because it it blesses you, you know, adjacently. Like you, you feel the Holy Spirit when he is speaking such blessed words over her. And he didn't just bless her. He blessed her husband as well because those two are a unit. And he acknowledged how thank you as a husband, how he supports you know, Sarah Jakes Roberts. He supports his wife. He supports Bishop T.D. Jakes' daughter. Like, what is, that's an amazing feeling. Not only can I as a parent pour into my child, but I know that they're in good hands. Like they've left my house and they're in good hands. And you guys will figure out this thing called life with God leading you and the unity and what pours out of you guys pours into your children. I cannot stress that enough what pours out into you guys pours out into your children so your children will be blessed from seeing something healthy and loving and just it's it's a moment it's a moment and I just couldn't let the end of the episode come without me touching on that and it blessed me and I would highly encourage people I the video I saw was like 30 minutes and the 30 minutes was worth it the whole conference was longer than that but the 30 minutes it was put up on YouTube I thank you to the person and I hope it doesn't get taken down the person that put it up thank you so much because it blessed my life and I'm sure it will bless others it was already starting to bless others I could see in the comments and it was just a powerful powerful moment thank you Bishop T.D. Jakes for doing that moment 
um, publicly. Thank you for doing it for Sarah. And like you said, she'll always have that video to go back on when he gets hard, when he's no longer here. And I think that's another thing that I want to touch on really quickly is just the support. You know, the theme of this episode, I guess, which I'm realizing at the end is I've discussed not only supporting your people, but what family support looks like. And it is, it's a powerful thing to have. And just like, you know, having good friends is a good thing. Having true family that loves you and supports you in all seasons and that can speak life to you, that help you heal, that put in effort to heal themselves. So they're not consistently speaking from places of pain and damaging you because of the pain that they feel like it's a whole thing. It's a whole journey, but it was something beautiful to see, a family supporting family, and he touches on all of that. So I would recommend everybody go watch it because it's just a powerful thing to see, and I love it. And yes, so thank you to the person who put that on um, YouTube. Thank you to Bishop T.D. Jakes for blessing and anointing Sarah in public, and what a powerful full life and full circle moment that happened in her life. Um, I'm so happy for Sarah. You got this girl. You've already been called to do this. And just because you have leveled up and have gained more responsibility, don't feel overwhelmed because you got this. And I'm just a stranger. So I know if your daddy told you and the other, your husband and your children and your other family members have told you, I know it means more, but you know, you got this, you know, there are strangers, there are family members that have told you. And at this point, I hope you know you got this. And I hope you hear it clear as day from God that you got this. Even on the really hard days, they come after you because it won't be easy like your dad said, but you have been called to handle it. You have been equipped to handle it. And not only have you been equipped to handle it, but he has surrounded you with the village of the people that will help you propel into your purpose. And that is so, so important. We can know our purpose, but we can be surrounded by people who keep us stagnant or who speak death over it or who constantly there's like so much chaos and stuff going around. Like, you need your village and your village got to have it together and you got to support your village when they don't have it together and vice versa. And we all got to help each other get to the next level. Right. So, yeah. And that also just reminded me that we serve a generational God and to see the generation pass the torch to the next generation. And oh my God, he touched on all of that. Just go listen, guys. It was so, so good. And yes, that moment was too important not to discuss in the episode. So now we're closing. <laughs> and I just want to say thank you guys so much for taking times out of your day to listen to little old me. Thank you guys for all the people who have ever listened to an episode of BK, for my true riders who come back week after week after week. I thank you. I thank you, my BK family. I love you. Thank you to the new states, new cities, new countries. I hope these episodes are helping bless you guys or entertain you guys and whichever way you need or just put a smile on your face or most importantly help you know that you're not alone you are not alone in your suffering you are not alone in your sadness and you're not alone in the way that you feel miki gets it and if i don't get it i try to find people who can get it and the point is i hope we are growing and learning and evolving and just becoming better people and hopefully getting closer to God if God is who you believe in you know I hope you guys see him before you see me and that may not always be the case so when you don't I apologize in advance but that is the goal and that is what I'm trying to work on you guys see him feel him 
not just on this podcast, but for the people personally in my life as well. You guys see him, feel him, see his light before you see me. Let me decrease while he increased. And I just think me, the podcast, the world, and the people in my life will be so much better for it. So yes, that's all the time that we have this week on Blank Canvas. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. Can't wait to see what we talk about next week. All right, guys. Bye. Blank curves, blank curves, blank curves